The views and opinions of today's broadcast are not necessarily the views and opinions of the TJRS radio network. Thank you for being a loyal listener and enjoy the show. Online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS radio network. You may write me down in history with your bitter, twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I'll rise. Good morning, and welcome to the serious side of the Jay Rouse Show, the show where we discuss politics, social issues affecting people of color, and every now and then a little comedy as well. Now here's your host, Jay Ryle. Thank you, thank you so much for the wonderful introduction, and good morning. Today is September 17, 2023, and here are the topics that will be discussed on this week's edition of the serious side of the Jay Ryle Show. You know, in the months that we were gone in the weeks, House Republicans have uncovered serious and credible allegations into President Biden's conduct. Taken together... These allegations paint a picture of a culture of corruption. Everybody we talk to, every political discussion, all uh, it it talks a lot about Trump. But when it comes to Joe Biden, people say, man, he's too old to run, isn't he? I mean, he's not going to he's not really going to run. Every when I say every discussion, I don't mean 99 percent of the discussion, every discussion. Alabama lawmakers voted on a new congressional map on Friday, leaving just one majority black district in the state. This, as you might remember, defied a ruling from the Supreme Court saying this new map would most likely violate the 1965 Voting Rights Act. Good evening. We begin tonight in Texas. Today, the state's attorney general, Ken Paxton, was acquitted of all articles of impeachment, including charges that he was unfit for office and of bribery. Paxton's political survival follows a decade of scandals that had threatened to demolish the Republicans' career. Online radio at its best. Psalm 46, verse 10. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. There is something about stillness. And I believe that this verse is calling us to be still before the Lord because we need to direct all of our attention, all of our focus on the Lord. And if you really think about it, when the Bible says, be still and know that I am God, it's really telling you to stop everything you're doing. Stop worrying. Stop fighting. Stop resisting and start yielding to God. Start listening to God. You see, when you spend time getting to know the Lord, When you spend time in the presence of Jesus Christ, you will truly be transformed. And I encourage you to desire and hunger for these types of rich encounters in the presence of God. Because it's only in those one-to-one intimate encounters that each of us can get a personal revelation of who God truly is. It's only in those one-to-one intimate encounters that each of us can be empowered and filled with courage 
the courage to face the world and stand up for Christ. The courage to stand up to the devil and declare that Jesus Christ is Lord. The prophet Isaiah received a revelation that should inspire all of us to recognize God for who he truly is. Listen carefully to what Isaiah 45 verse 2 to 7 says. I will go before you and make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of bronze and cut the bars of iron. I will give you the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places, that you may know that I, the Lord, who call you by your name, am the God of Israel. For Jacob my servant's sake, and Israel my elect, I have even called you by your name. I have named you, though you have not known me. I am the Lord, and there is no other. There is no God besides me. I will gird you, though you have not known me, that they may know from the rising of the sun to its setting that there is none besides me. I am the Lord, and there is no other. I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create calamity. I, the Lord, do all these things. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two is our calling number. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two is the calling number. Good morning and welcome into the serious side. I'm Jay Ralph. Thank you so much for sharing a portion of your day with us. Hopefully, you guys are getting out to your places of worship, or you guys are on your way. So let us entertain you on your journey to the big house, to the man, the myth, the legend, the big G O D, and the place to be. You know what that means. All right. I never share this stage by myself. Let me introduce you to my fam. Guess who's back in the house? Vanessa Mae Belly from the Macanelli. And, of course, the man who gets the first and last word on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Let's say good morning to our sis. My goodness. Welcome back. Welcome back. Da-da. What's going on, Vanessa? Welcome back in. How are you, ma'am? <laughs> You know, I just love y'all, and I miss y'all when I'm not uh, able to just call y'all or send y'all a text message or be on the show. And uh, Les, I know you're listening, so I just love you, too. I just love y'all. I'm glad to be here. God is good. God is good. I'm home, and I'm talking to my people. Uh, he is good to go. He is good to go, Mr. Elias. You haven't been introduced yet, so keep your sound down, clown. I want to say that thank you, Vanessa. I'm wearing your flap jacket that you sent me as we speak. Thank you very much. And she mentioned this guy, the man who gets the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Good morning, my dear friend. How are you doing? Well, good morning, good morning, good morning to you, clown and mom. Good morning, Nessa. Good morning, good sister. Good morning, Mama B. Good morning, Kathleen. Good morning, Mary and Music. Good morning, Real Dia. And good morning, my brother Hulk. And good morning, my brother Jamal. So wait, so wait, I got to back up for just a minute. So, Jay, my brother, are you yeah. really wearing your jacket? I really am. And it really feels okay. So guys, I have back. That's a shock. I just had to send my brother a gift. 
a back massager, and I just love mine. And so I am so glad that you are enjoying yours because I use mine all day long. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was a late night last night, and so, uh, you know, I've been up pretty early trying to get everything together for the show. But, yes, thank you very much for this, and I appreciate it. And as always, when you have been gone for a very long period of time, uh, we always want to catch up with what's been happening in your world. So, Vanessa, Ooh. tell us, where have you been? Oh, my God. In three minutes or less. <laughs> I don't I know if you can do it in three minutes. Yeah, Let's Houston see. to Seattle. Seattle through Alaska, Juneau, Skagway, we've been to Canada, we came home, we've been to Phoenix and we came home and we went to Long Beach, California, hung out for the day, went over to Los Angeles, got on the ship, went to Catalina Island, went to Ensenada, Mexico, came back to Phoenix and came home. This has been a whirlwind two weeks. When were you in Phoenix, when were you I'm in sorry? Phoenix? When were you in Phoenix? I've been through Phoenix two Mondays in a row. I mean, I went through, I go through Phoenix to come home from no. Seattle, from Alaska. Then when we okay. went from L.A., we to go back through Phoenix to come back to Texas. So we've been in and out of Phoenix to get home. Yeah, I was in Phoenix last weekend, so that's why. I asked. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, you just been mm-hmm. everywhere. You know what? Look at you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get like you, baby girl. I'm trying to get like you. So, Jay, oh uh, while I was on the ship, I want a nice, I got a few more dollars, a few more minutes. Jay, while I was on the ship and left, I you got two more yes. Royal Caribbean cruises. And I won okay. about, and I won about $1,800 to Uh-oh. get on the ship. Okay. got another one. Okay, now you're bragging. Now you're bragging. No, I'm not. Now you're bragging. I'm a teacher. Yes, you are. No. No, I'm okay. going to teach y'all how to get these free cruises. Okay. I'm a teacher. Mm, thank you very much. Okay. Well, we appreciate it. We, we, we appreciate it, and we thank you so much. And once again, Love you know me. what? We need to come up with a name, Mr. Elias, for this when she goes on this. So maybe maybe we call it Vanessa's Escapade. I don't know what we call it. We need to think of something. Discouraging when she's gone going. for a long Oh, there you go. World on the world tour of Miss Vanessa McLean. Get your you know, on the world tour of Mr. Machlick. Absolutely. Congratulations. Congratulations to be with the yeah. same person yeah. for yeah. so many yeah. damn years. So to you and Bobby Jones, Bobby Jones, <laughs> uh, happy anniversary. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful thing. That's black love right like there, guys. Bobby Jones. <laughs> Bobby Jones, Bobby Jones. All right, folks. Uh, last night, I said it was a, it was a late night. I said it was a late yeah. night last yeah. night. Get your yeah. words straight. And, Miss Elias, you know why it was a late night. My guy, yeah. Colorado Buffaloes against the Colorado State Rams. And, man, yeah. it looked like for a minute yeah. there, boy, it was curtain. What yeah. say you, yeah. sir, on one of the most exciting college football games I've seen in a long time? It was a, it was a great game, man. I enjoyed every minute of it. From the uh, from when his, his youngest son took the, took it back to the house with a pick six, uh, to where his his Sador uh, came. Not his youngest and, son. And, and, well, okay, the youngest son on the field. How about that? They grow. And, oh, that's uh, good. That's good. Uh, um, so and I, I enjoyed Sador doing his thing too, man. It was and by, what I didn't enjoy is how he did my boy Hunter. That was that was foul. That was yeah. a foul mess there. Yeah. Man. That yeah. was foul. Yeah. 
I don't care how you look at it. We had to take that yeah. boy to the hospital. Come on, man. That was foul. But yeah, overall, yeah. it was a great game. I enjoyed it. I stayed up to the 1 o'clock in the morning time to watching that stuff, man. It was yeah. a good, exciting yeah. college game. Absolutely. And what Mr. Elias is referring to, Travis Hunter, which is just, a, he's just, he's him. He's that dog that uh, Coach Prime calls him, got hit out of bounds. First of all, there was pass interference on the play. Then he just got leveled after the play. If that was an NFL player, he'd be suspended for a certain period of time. And, you know, it cost yes. him a lot of money. Just And, you know, when, when in the way he was on the ground, I said, man, something's going on. So apparently they took him to the hospital just to make sure, you know, when you get hit like that, there could be lung damage. I mean, he got hit. And, then, and the word has come out that he's going to be out a few weeks. We don't know what the uh, extent of the injuries are, but yeah, and losing Travis Hunter is like losing two ball players because he yeah. played on both sides. He wasn't a gimmicky yeah. guy; he played yeah. both ways. So, so yeah, mm-hmm. so prayers to and him. Well both ways. Yeah, that's yeah. good. He's him. He's a dog. He has a deal on his jersey for a reason. So, uh, you know, speedy, speedy recovery to you, Travis Hunter, and congratulations to the Colorado Buffaloes, three and zero. Uh, but boy, the tough it gets tough next week. Got Oregon coming yeah, in the house, USC. Hard, so yeah. we're gonna see. We're gonna see what's gonna happen. But congrats, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about this later on in the show. Uh, this past Friday marked 60 years since the bombing in in Birmingham that took the lives of four little girls. Oh. And, you know, Vanessa, I was thinking about that. And when we when we talk about how things have changed and you know how we live in this moment that we live in now i think it is unfair and quite frankly disrespectful to try to say that we're living in the same times in which our people lived back in the 60s because trust me things are not good but i tell you what it's not happening like it went down back then you want to talk a little bit about this uh just an unfortunate anniversary and just to make sure that we keep these young ladies uh you know memories uh, lifted up well, you know, we're not back in those times. They're just trying to put us back in those times, if you understand. Well, what thank you so much, Vanessa. Thank you so well much. Said. Wow. Well mm. said. Well said. So, well said. you know, prayers go out to all of the victims of everybody who has been walked into a church and shot down while they were in prayer service and walked into Walmart and shot down. I mean, it's just, it's everywhere and it's anywhere. They don't care, but it's still not as bad as it used to be. That's true. At least nowadays. Go ahead. We couldn't do nothing. You know, we couldn't vote back here. We couldn't do nothing. You couldn't use. Well, you could vote. It just made it difficult. Yeah, you know, they just, they just made it difficult. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Mr. Elias, your thoughts on this uh, just horrific anniversary? Well, man, you know something, man? The the, the fact that we're living in, in these times that we are, and it's not like we're right, it's not like it was, but like Vanessa said so eloquently, they're trying to push us back to those times. And the four young ladies that lost their lives, and it was the fifth young lady in the basement with them. But she survived. She lost her right eye, you know. And yep. she tells the story how she harbored hate for so many years. And she had to pray on it to forgive, you know, to, 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 to pray for forgiveness. I, I can understand that because I probably, me, you know, my personality, I would, I, I'd probably still be hating. 
I would. I know how I am. I would, I would be hating till this day. I would hate until I died because that was unnecessary for you to bomb a church, a church where people go to worship God. And, but then, you know, but these are the same people who run to Satan. They don't want you to know, don't want you to know about it. They want to hide that history because those people are probably still, their descendants are still living, or they, they might be still living themselves. So, yeah, uh, yeah, it's crazy. It's a crazy situation. And like you were saying, man, it's just, you know, when you think about everything that happened and when you think about, uh, you know, the times in which we live in Vanessa, it, that was well said. Well said, well said, uh, because you're right. Uh, it's not like it was, uh, but they're damn sure trying to take us back to where it used to be. And I think that, um, you know, the way you mentioned that was a great thing. So uh, certainly last but not least, um, Mitt Romney is retiring. And I just want to make sure I, I'm going to take a few more minutes for this because I hate when things like this happen because they talk about, oh, Mitt Romney, he's, you know, he's, he's one of those, you know, sensible Republicans and, you know, and, you know, everybody wants to bow down. It's, oh, we're gonna, he's a great loss to the Senate, blah, 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 oh, blah. Yeah. Trust me. Now, let me say this. Mitt Romney, okay, I'll give you that. He, I mean, I'll, give you, I'll give it to folks who say he was trying to be the adult in the room. I'll give you that. But let's not forget that Mitt Romney, technically, in my opinion, kind of started this nonsense of uh, the far right when it comes to how he, you know, did things with President Obama during that campaign. So let's not act like his hands are clean. I can't stand it. It's like when people run around here and talk about, you know, Chris Christie. Yeah, he's saying... You know, we're giving him credit for something that he should have been saying a long time ago. He was there on Air Force One behind Donald Trump. But now all of a sudden, you got religion? Stopping with this nonsense. And Mitt Romney, if you kind of go back, you kind of go back and look. Mitt Romney and this whole thing that that the, that the, uh, the birth people were saying, and, you know, he didn't, he didn't really, you know, he didn't say it himself, but he didn't knock it down. Mr. Elias, he didn't knock it down. He didn't. He didn't. You know, he didn't do a John McCain when he grabbed when he grabbed the mic from that crazy lady and said, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, he's not a Muslim. He's just a guy. He's a good American that I have, you know, philosophical and political differences with." So Mitt Romney yeah. didn't do that. Mitt yeah. Romney acted as if Mitt Romney acted like Obamacare was just, "Oh my God, it's the worst thing in the world." But guess what, fool? It was that just was like you. It was your damn bill. Yes. So wow. good riddance, good riddance to you, good riddance. Stop it with all this. Oh, he's a good. Shut up. He he was a part of the process. Oh, got my blood pressure up. All right, we're gonna take a three four seven eight five zero one two seven two and NPR news update is right around the corner, and then we're gonna get into the show. <laughs> Don't you go anywhere. It's a beautiful Sunday. Hopefully the weather is great in your neck of the woods. It is a beautiful Sunday. We'll be right back after this. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Noor Rahm. Post-tropical Cyclone Lee made landfall in Nova Scotia yesterday with winds as strong as 70 miles per hour. It also brought heavy rain to New England and knocked out electrical service to thousands of homes and businesses. Maine Public's Murray Carpenter has more. The storm knocked down trees and flooded basements. But Washington County Emergency Management Director Lisa Hanscom said it could have been far worse. 
As of Saturday afternoon, she said she's heard no reports of storm-related injuries and partly attributes this to good planning among the towns in this sparsely populated region. And they all were preparing for this, and I think it's actually paid off because they were all ready um, and had road crews and everything ready to go to keep everything open, and I think it's actually worked out really well. With heavy rain continuing, Hanscom is now concerned about possible flooding. For NPR News, I'm Murray Carpenter in Machias, Maine. Climate activists are marching in New York City today to pressure President Biden to take more aggressive actions to limit global warming. NPR's Michael Copley has more. Time for President Biden to quickly move the U.S. off oil and gas. That's according to organizers of the March to End Fossil Fuels. They say Biden needs to stop federal approvals of new fossil fuel projects, phase out oil and gas drilling on public lands and waters, and declare climate change a national emergency. Greenhouse gases from burning fossil fuels are the main driver of global warming. The White House has defended the president's record on climate change, including last year's Inflation Reduction Act, which incentivizes technology to cut climate pollution. Biden is due in New York this week for the U.N. General Assembly. Wealthy countries are under pressure to give more aid to developing nations struggling with rising temperatures. Michael Copley, NPR News. The strike against the three major Detroit automakers is now in its third day. The United Auto Workers Union is seeking double-digit wage increases, similar to what's been given to unionized workers in other industries in recent months. A team sent by the Libyan government based in Tripoli has assessed that about a quarter of the buildings in Derna were destroyed or damaged by the wall of water that ripped through the city one week ago. The BBC's Sebastian Usher reports. A week on from the devastating floods, the international aid effort to help the survivors is gathering pace. As emergency response teams continue to search for the bodies of the missing, there are now 30,000 people who are homeless in Derna and in urgent need of food, clean water and shelter. A new assessment by a team sent by the UN-backed government in Tripoli says that almost 900 buildings were destroyed, just over 200 partially destroyed and around 400 submerged in mud. Every family in the city has been affected in one way or another by the disaster. The BBC's Sebastian Usher reporting. This is NPR News from Washington. Be stopped. We got the spirit. We're hot. We can't be stopped. We're going to beat them and bust them. Beat them. The smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. All those boys are much too much. Those boys are much too much. Online radio at its best. You know, the months that we were gone and the weeks, House Republicans have uncovered serious and credible allegations into President Biden's conduct. Taken together, these allegations paint a picture of a culture of corruption. Now here's what we know so far. Through our investigations, we have found that President Biden did lie to the American people about his own knowledge of his family's foreign business dealings. Eyewitnesses have testified that the president joined on multiple phone calls and had multiple interactions 
dinners resulted in cars and millions of dollars into his sons and his sons' business partners. <laughs> Welcome back in. 347850. What? It's 24 minutes after the hour you're listening to the serious side. And forgive me for my unprofessionalism. But for him to stand in front of the podium and say what he said, and that him was uh, the Speaker of the House, Kevin Kevin McCarthy, stood stood in front of the podium and said with a straight face (laughs) about trying to impeach or opening up an impeachment inquiry for the President of the United States on his son, Hunter Biden, who, by the way, was indicted this past week. But he never had a formal role in the White House. Republicans have already said that there is really no there there. And the fact that he stood there and said during their investigation, when freaking Jared Kushner has received $2 billion from the Saudis, how Ivanka Trump's merchandise and her business transactions were expedited during her time in the White House, Give me an effing break. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Unbelievable. The hypocrisy that goes on in this country of ours. That's L.E.S. What, what? <laughs> this is the Speaker of the House. It took the, he needed 15 votes. To get placed or to win the gavel. Uh-huh. And he made concessions. He made a deal with the devil saying that it only takes one member of their caucus to come and say, you know what, we want him gone. And they can initiate removal proceedings. Now, Matt Gates stood up and on the floor and just gave him the business, called him a coward, called him a shallow, shallow little man. And see, amen, you know, you can't trust dinner thieves, bro. You can't, ju- you can't sit here and make deals with people that do not have your best interests at heart. And this shouldn't even be about your best interests. It should be about the American people. Talk to me, man, about this, this circus that's going on in Washington, D.C., well, he, he didn't even have enough votes to impeach him to start the impeachment trial. He was like, he needed votes to vote to 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 to, to get. Him. He just said, no, we're going to be going. He just he's doing this on his own. So you can tell us a sham. He's doing this to these Marjorie Taylor Green and 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 the crazies on that side. That's all he's doing. He's doing Trying to, to appease, appease these people. Yeah, yep. so, yeah, to to appease these people, man. So this is this is pretty much about nothing. And they know it's about nothing, but they you think they give well, a damn? When you, whoa, 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 whoa! You can't say that. It, it's it's not a, It's costing the American taxpayers a lot of money. It, it's, right. it's you know we have a government shutdown that's coming up. So because yeah. they're spending all this time on this nonsense, yeah, there's no. Listen, I agree. There is no evidence out there, but it's it, it's not all about nothing because things are not getting done because we have 
children sitting in the chambers of Congress. Go ahead. I'm sorry I didn't mean to interrupt, but I didn't want that to go by because these people are nuts, and it is all about well, something. It's ridiculous. What it's pretty much about is to say, you know, to to because to, Biden is running for office again, to say, look, he's been impeached too. Trump has been impeached. So it's, it's something that it's, it, everybody knows that Trump is the one that's behind us because Trump has been on his truth, whatever that, the, 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 whatever crap he got started. True um, social. Whatever it is. He says yeah. that it is, uh, you know, that Biden needs to be impeached. They need to impeach Biden. He's been putting that all out there. So this, this, he, they, they're following their leader. They're following their leader blindly. I mean, they would follow this guy off a cliff if they had to. And that, that's just how it works. No matter what he says, no matter what he does, he's never going to be wrong. So they're going to follow him off a cliff, so let him jump off the cliff when they can. It, it's political suicide to me. It is. I, I don't think so. I, I don't, Vanessa, I don't think it's political suicide because we were saying okay. that during the – well, I don't. Because we talked about the midterms. Oh, my God, it's going to be a red wave. You know, our major concerns back then was that the – Republicans would be in charge of the House of Representatives. Guess what? At the end of the day, they, they are still in charge. At the end of the day, this is the reason why we're having these conversations. So, so far, it hasn't paid. Lindsey Graham stood in line through both sides of his teeth, and whoever that is, please mute your mic if you're making a lot of noise. Uh, he lied through both sides of his mouth. And guess what? He won re-election. You know, Go- Governor DeSantis, this guy... Well, okay, but but you said it doesn't matter. You said political suicide. Well, Mr. Elliott, you know what? Look in the red states. You got to look in the red states that you know the abortion thing is losing, and these people are still forging forth with that. They're they're, they're, they're shooting themselves in the foot. And then on top of that, if they don't pass uh, the uh, spending right, the spending bill. They're, they're shooting themselves in the foot, man. No, l- listen, man. L- let me tell you something. And Vanessa, I definitely want to get your your get, get your uh, um, your opinion on this. The bottom line is is that people don't look at who's creating the issues. You have to understand that everyday Americans don't follow politics like we do. Everyday Americans know one thing: Hey, I am hurting, and guess who's in the White House? You promised that you were going to reduce our student loan, all of us, our student loans. Uh-oh, I have to pay it again. You lied. They look at the guy at the top. It's, to me, it's no think, different. I, I, think the young, I think the young people are paying attention. You can say what you want to well, because the, okay. the reason the GOP well, is going after the okay. young people, the, the, the young people, the, there's a reason why they're going after the young people because they know okay. that the young people are, are what's, what's, what's going on with it. You can say they're not. Okay. They, there's a reason. Well, the, I, the GOP, they, they, they play chess and I check them. That's the reason they gerrymander districts. That's the reason they do this, they do that, do that, because they're looking at the demographics and saying these young college students, these young people are getting out to vote. There's a reason they're okay. going after them. Okay. All right, Vanessa, we've talked long enough. Let's hear from you. Well, you know, the statistics are showing, and I know Jerome always says you can't go off of voting polls, but even I keep saying, and I know y'all hate when I say it, that I do believe that 
Biden. I'm not going to say he's too old to do it. I am going to We're not talking that about that yet. That's the next segment. Well, no, well, hold on. I'm, I'm making my point with this. Yes. I, I do believe that the young people are listening and they're paying attention, but it is they're listening to and seeing what is happening from the top. So they okay. are blaming Biden for this. They're not saying, oh, the Republicans are not signing off on this and this and this. They're looking, they're halfway paying attention and listening to the news, Jay. So they are blaming Biden for it. So whichever one of y'all I think it was that was saying that they're not paying attention, yeah, they are, but they're only paying attention to what affects them, which is student loans, which is one person said on Facebook yesterday, my groceries were $200. And I walked out the store with three bags. So that's what people are paying attention to. They don't right. really care. If they don't care if the Republicans are signing off on this stuff or not, y'all, they just know what's going on. And then, then look at this. Look at all of them people who just walked out from the big three, the car dealerships, and then we're going to have it with the government shut down. They're just going to blame Biden for all this stuff. I'm sorry, but yeah. they are. Just like when Biden went to Hawaii, they said, why didn't he break his neck and go to Hawaii and shame on him? Well, hell, Trump got them through paper towels at people. They ain't say nothing about that. So they're looking, they're seeing what they want to see. They're only seeing what affects them. That's the bottom line. Well, and that's the truth. That is okay, the you're truth. Breaking up. You're breaking up a little oh, bit, okay? Wherever you are now, no, just stand still, because uh, no, no, wherever you are. No, no, I was trying to charge my phone and talk at the same time. So what okay, I am now saying it sounds better. Mm-hmm. What I am saying is they are paying attention to what affects them. Groceries, gas prices are going back up. Jobs with the big three. Jobs with they want the income. Who is that that wants that big forty six percent? I mean, that's the the car people. I mean, so I'm just saying, y'all, they're only paying attention to what affects them. Exactly. They don't care, that, they don't care if the Republicans signed something or didn't. They don't. And they don't want Joe Biden to run. I'm just telling you. Okay. So, so, but you're absolutely correct because the bottom line is, and we talk about this on this show all the time, how Republicans will go and vote. You talk about paying a political price. They've been doing it for years. They'll vote to vote. They'll vote to turn down a stimulus package to make sure that they get reelection. See, they understand that there are older Americans, conservative Americans, who are paying attention. They show up to these polling sites. They show up at these Republican uh, GOP uh, parties and stuff like that. They show up because they are involved. They know that they have to appease these voters in order for them to get to the primaries. But they also understand that the majority of the Americans are not, they're not, they're not in the weeds like we are. They're looking at it from a 10,000-foot view, and we talk about it on the show all the time, how they vote they vote no for stimulus packages, but then they show up in their districts with the big check because they know people are not paying attention. They don't care. And now at this point, they really don't care. They lie on camera and then turn around and do an about face. Oh, you know, Lindsey Graham, you know, and, you know, if, 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 if if there's a vacancy during uh, the last year of President Obama, we will we'll let the voters decide. Then guess what? 
Well, we need to put someone in there. They push Amy Barrett, whatever her name is, through in, what, two months? They don't care. They do not care. And they're not paying a big enough political price. Now, what you're saying, Mr. Elias, it may resonate in future generations, but I'm talking about now. And I'm right talking now, about now, too. Well, I don't think so. Y'all can say what y'all want to. And them, and them red states, when, when, it, when it comes to it, they're losing the votes in red when it were on the abortion laws. They thought they, they thought that was popular. I'm telling you, y'all can say people are not paying attention, but if you look at, at, at specific things, these people are paying attention because it's affecting them more than just in the pocketbook. It's affecting their lives. It's taking away their rights. People are paying attention to that. You can say you can say what you want to. You can say all okay. this other stuff, but the proof is yeah. in the pudding. They and, and yeah, well, heavily red states, heavily red states. They lost the the, the referendum on the on, on all kind of stuff when it comes to abortion, and okay. and people are paying attention that the Republican Party is 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 right behind the abortion law. You can say what you want to, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we will see. You know what? Vanessa, you were trying to say something. Go I ahead, Vanessa. I want to say something. So people are paying attention. This is just an example. People are paying attention to what Governor Abbott has done, is doing, and his behind got right back in office. He got so right did. back in office. So I'm just giving you an example as to so what they That's might be paying attention to. They, so they, they didn't they didn't anywhere. They, they, that, that's Texas now, because hell, they didn't, they didn't, they, they had, they had. We're gonna talk about it in the last section. They had the, the, the attorney general dead. They're right. They still, they're not yet quitted. Yeah, that's Texas. No, so you expect that in Texas. Yeah, no, but it's evidence of that everywhere. People are afraid that it is going to be 2016 all over again, and I am one of those people. I believe that they don't like Trump and they don't like Biden, and they're not gonna vote. That is exactly what happened with Hillary and Biden, Hillary and Trump and all of that. That's exactly what happened. And they are afraid that it's yeah. going to happen again. And so am I. So am but, I. But my, but my big issue here, and I want to try to bring us back, back, into, the, back into the room of impeachment. My, my big issue here is, is that Donald Trump still has his fingers in involved in all of this because reports came out over the weekend that basically they talked to Donald Trump before they actually began this process. Before, you know, Speaker McCartney stood up and said what he said, that Trump was involved in it. Also, Marjorie Taylor Greene was like, I just want to make life just, uh, just so horrible for, for President Biden as he runs for reelection. All this is is a ploy to damage him politically, and that's what this is all about. And so they're using something that is prestigious and something that is as serious as impeachment to play this game on Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden did not serve in the White House. They felt like people kept doing that with Trump. Well, see, that's a lie. So now I'm just saying now they're trying to get Biden back. But you know what? Exactly. They have not proved anything that Biden has done. But people Nothing. don't hear that. People are just hearing that Hunter Biden is guilty of all of this stuff, and Daddy's got something to do with it. Exactly. I just 
It's like someone who has been committing adultery for years. All of a sudden, a preacher has been committing adultery for years, stand up in a pulpit and denounce people for committing adultery. Are you freaking kidding me? I mean, it's just they have no they have no scruples. They have no moral soul. They have no moral compass. It is crazy that you can fix your lips when a president had a white had a freaking hotel down the street from the White House making money off of it. When a president deferred military aircraft to go to a certain golf course, they deferred them so they can use so 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 he can charge the federal government for federal employees to stay at his facilities. They charge the Secret Service for staying in Trump Tower. I mean, are you kidding me? But, Jay, I'm, they call that uh, smart. Jay? No, they call that, Jay? no, it's illegal. And what's happening is these Republicans and all these silly-ass people who support these folks are ridiculous. This country Jay? is garbage. Jay? Uh, what? Yes. Jay? They call that smart. Just like remember when Trump got up there and said, I, I, I'm just telling you. Remember he got up there and said that I'm that I did not pay taxes and that he pays less taxes than a school teacher. So that's a okay, that's that, a legal loophole. They call that that's smart. A, that's a legal that's a legal loophole, Vanessa. He Donald Trump while he was in office. No, 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 no. He Go back and look at the act that that I, I can't think of. I'm trying to think of why I'm talking because I'm mad right now. But what's the act, Mr. Elias? <laughs> when the president, what's the name of that act? Well, he direct conflict with it. You're not supposed to make money. Foreign dignitaries were they were winning whole suites. That's illegal. Day. There's a difference now, between I loopholes and, and I legal, don't care Vanessa. What you say it is. I don't well, care. I don't care what you're saying nothing either. Nothing, nothing. Nothing, nothing. It bounces off of Trump. No, it bounces off of him. Yeah, here we go with that. It does okay. bounce off right. of him. And you know okay, it. fine. I, I'm, well, okay. I knew. I, I didn't say I didn't know it. I'm just saying I'm. I'm pissed off. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying that <laughs> this is a country. Uh, of laws, and they sit here and turn a blind eye when this dude is doing what. It's all about self-preservation. They like power, and so they'll do anything to manipulate, lie, steal, to obtain and keep power. One of the things that Mitt Romney wrote in his uh, memoir, some book that he's selling, that he called Mitch McConnell and told Mitch McConnell, hey, I'm hearing that there's going to be problems on January 6th. And Miss McCollum didn't even call him back. <laughs> Come on. This is hypocrisy at the highest level. You know what? God darn it. I'm tired of it. Ugh. All right. We're going to step out there. Right. It is time for uh, in four minutes or less something that you need to know. This is actually a pretty good one. I think Mr. Elias will enjoy this. So it'll be a secret. Coming up next, it's Kavina time in four minutes or less, something that you need to know. We appreciate you. It is 43 minutes after the hour. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to The Serious Side on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio. That is best. Sales of tequila and mezcal have more than tripled in the U.S. in the last decade. 
No wonder growers and distillers of in the American Southwest are hard at work planting the spiky agave plants used to make them. John Burnett has the story. Agave plants thrive in the arid climate and brilliant sunshine of Texas. Couldn't you harvest them and distill a Lone Star Mezcal? I am Leonardo Sanchez. I am co-founder of Ancestral Craft Spirits. We're standing in a clearing not far from the muddy Rio Grande and the border town of Roma, Texas. It's hotter than Hades. A couple of years ago, Sanchez and his partner planted 2,500 sharp-tipped agaves down here. What happened next did not bode well for the future of the first Texas mezcal. We came back one day, and what we found is that there's a lot of hogs and javelines in this area, and they like a lot of these little plants, so they ate thousands of them at the end of the day. So the Texas wild hogs destroyed your Mexican agaves. Yeah, exactly. Sanchez persevered. He brought more baby agaves from his native Mexico and put them in a plant nursery. Once he puts them in the ground and erects a hog-proof fence, it will take at least seven years for them to mature. Mexican distillers have been making tequila and its smoky cousin, mezcal, for more than 400 years. Like champagne from France, it has to come from Mexico if it's called tequila or mezcal. If it's made anywhere else, it's called an agave spirit. While his agaves are growing, Sanchez is importing agave juice from Oaxaca, Mexico, distilling and bottling it in Roma. Here's the story about how it got its brand name, Blasphemous. Eduardo, my partner, was sitting in the board of, of the Mexican company that makes the mezcal, and he was telling them, we have done uh, some special editions, uh, Guerreros and Luis Potosí, so why don't we do a special edition, uh, Texas? And one of the board members told him uh, that would be a blasphemy. <laughs> and that's how the first Texas mezcal, Blasphemous, came about. But Texas was not the first. Californians have been growing and distilling agave for nearly a decade. On the West Coast, they don't have to worry about feral pigs. For them, the challenge is finding the right agave varieties that can withstand the cold, wet weather in the northern part of the state. Craig Reynolds is president of the California Agave Council with 50 members. He says everyone focuses on the downsides of climate change. But climate change also creates opportunities, particularly in agriculture. Reynolds says as California winters get warmer, other crops become more desirable, and agave is one of them. But how does it taste? I brought some samples of blasphemous to a pair of veteran bartenders in Brownsville, Juan Flores of Terras and Chris Galicia of Las Ramblas. <laughs> they sniffed it and sloshed it around their palates. A lot of spice to it, too. Like smells like apple pie for some reason. Is that just me? <laughs> I asked Galicia how Texas-made mezcal compares to traditional Oaxacan mezcal. It's traditionally, so I don't think we'd necessarily drink this. But, you know, somebody who's barely getting into the category, it's definitely right up their alley. I think things like this are good for a growing market, and it has a place on the back bar. American agave is in its infancy. Fifty years ago, Texas showed skeptics that it could make wine. Today, the Texas wine industry has an impact of $20 billion. With tequila and mezcal now outselling American whiskey, the new agave entrepreneurs hope there's room for a made-in-America agave spirit. John Burnett, Roma, Texas. Today, nearly one in five Americans are living with a mental health condition, from our children and grandparents 
to our veterans, coworkers, and neighbors. For all of us, our mental well-being is just as important as our physical health. But unfortunately, most of us don't know how to recognize the signs that someone is in emotional distress. And so many of those who are having difficulty can't get the help they need. And together, we can change this. We can start by visiting changedirection.org and learning the five signs that may mean someone is struggling and needs help. And then it's up to us to show compassion, to reach out, to connect, help folks find the hope and the support they need. Together, we can change the story about mental health in America. Together, we can change direction. Online radio at its best. Everybody we talk to, every political discussion, all uh, it, it talks a lot about Trump. But when it comes to Joe Biden, people say, man, he's too old to run, isn't he? I mean, he's not going to he's not really going to run every dis- when I say every discussion. I don't mean 99 percent of the discussion, every discussion. Welcome back in. 48 minutes after the hour, you're listening to the serious side of the J-Row Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. Now, you know, I, the last segment, we should have renamed it for today's show. Mr. Elias, what do you think about the little tequila thing that's going on there, buddy? Well, after, after we did our thing in Mexico, I, I, I can't understand it, man, you know. It's, it's going to be rough. It's going to be a rough thing for him to go through. With, uh, yeah. with the hogs eating up that, that, that tequila, I mean, the, the plants like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We should have named it, uh, Vanessa, for today's show. Uh, in four minutes, four minutes or less, something that Mr. Elias and Momo B needs to know, you know, because they, well, Momo B likes Hennessy, so I guess she she would fall into that category. But anyway, I digress. All right. Yeah. Uh, well, 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 once, once, once thank you. Once you drink a tequila in Mexico with me, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm I digress. Okay. All right, thank you very much. All right, so um, uh, welcome back in, 347-850-1272. All right, listen, uh, Vanessa, your favorite topic, and I'm glad you get the first swing at the piñata on this particular segment, in this particular segment. Biden, you know, there's a legitimate concern amongst Democrats that he's too old. I, I mean, let's just be honest. And so despite everything that he's done, and let me tell you something. He has accomplished a lot in his first three and a half years in office. I mean, dare I say that he's done more than, you know, our beloved and favorite president, President Obama. Well, the facts say that he has. He's done some things that President Obama did not get done. Um, so why is it not resonating with everyday Americans? Why are Democrats? Concerned. Over 79% of the Democrats that they've interviewed for some of these polls are saying, look, get someone else in place. What say you, Vanessa? Well, I think it is because of the, I don't want to use the wrong word, is it gas? Is that what you call it when he gets up there and he. Um, gas, yeah, 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 yeah. He does that and it's like he forgets what he's saying. And, but, but as far as the. Let me tell you who, what the real issue is, and this is what we, we laugh about. They don't want something to happen to Biden. Kamala 
Did you hear the way I say Sister Kamala? And Sister Kamala, they don't want a black woman, not even for one month, to be in charge of this country. So that's what the main deal with not wanting Biden in for some people. I personally would like to see someone younger. Yes, he has done a lot of things, but I don't care. I personally would well, like okay, to see someone Well, okay, but why? Okay, okay, so you're, you're one of those people. Because I just think that it is time for him being in the Senate for 99,000 years. Then he was the vice president for 99,000 years. And now he's the president. I just think that it's, you know, dementia and all of that stuff just doesn't take long periods of time. You might say, oh, he's just a little old. That's why he forgot. But now they got a name for that. It's called the early onset of dementia. So I just don't want for him to be in office and for that to happen, because that is definitely what happened with Reagan. And nobody wants to admit that. But Reagan had dementia, and then as soon as he got out of office, it was like, oh, he got Alzheimer's. What hell did you think he got Alzheimer's overnight? So I think that people are afraid of that when it comes to Biden. And I personally, I don't know who could run in his place. I don't know who could do as good a job as he could do. But if he was a little bit younger where I don't think that any kind of health issues would pop up on him, I would say go for it. But at this point in the game, I just, I'm just telling you, Vanessa. Well, let me ask you. I let's like say, to see someone look, 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 let me just ask you a question. So, okay. if you were good at your job, right? You, and you know, yeah, you know, a gaffe every now and then. Okay, that happens. People make mistakes all the time. Would how would you feel if someone said, "Hey, you know what? You're doing an outstanding job." You're doing an outstanding – think about it from this perspective. You work for an employer. You're doing an outstanding job, but because, you you know, every now and then you may forget something or whatever the case may be, the the workforce in that office, everyone in that that office is under 30. You're the only one in there that's, you know, we're going to increase your age for this example. You're the only one in there close to 70. So, But do you think it's fair? Because they do have things – they have something called age discrimination. Okay. You think it's fair? If he can still do his job and he's still competent, so why should he not be allowed to do his job? Okay. He can do whatever he wants. I'm just telling you what's going well, on. I'm just asking. Well, I hear you. And um, the majority of Americans believe you. You know they're in the same boat with you. But when you look at it, this is a form of discrimination. Yeah, right? it when is. When you say that this guy no, is he's too old. And, and 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 a lot of times they get away with it. So, you know what? I'm okay. gonna stand by what I say that I wish someone a little bit younger could run. I'm I'm a vote so for Biden. If, I'm going to so, vote so, for Biden. Well, but let me I ask you this though. So, okay, okay, fair. I, but let me ask you this question. So, um. You want someone young. So let's say that you get a younger person fits the profile of a president. Don't have the experience, right? Well, let's look at look at Ron DeSantis. Let's say we had a Ron DeSantis type person on the Democrat on the Democratic side. 
Yeah, but let's say somebody that really doesn't understand. You know, we went through this experience before with Donald Trump, somebody who really don't have a lot of experience or whatever the case may be. But let's say that you have a younger person that meets your requirement, you know. A Pete Buttigieg, you think Pete should run for president? Would you vote for him? He don't have no skills for being a president. He has no what? I don't think he has any skills for being a president. Well, he ran for president. I think the only reason, I I think personally, the only reason he didn't win was because he's gay. I don't believe America's, I don't think that America's ready for that. He's very (laughs) articulate. He knew the topics. He debated well. I just think that because he was gay, that's the reason why they didn't vote him in. Now, that's just my personal personal opinion. So, <laughs> Bobby and I was in, I don't know what state we were in, in the bathroom sign said that this uh, bathroom was for transgender, and I was like, oh, my God. Oh, let me change the topic for you get in trouble. All right, so, uh, Ms. No. Elias, your thoughts, please. Oh. Okay, well, send it to me. All right, your thoughts, Mr. Elias? My thoughts are if you're doing a good job, you're doing a great job. Bottom line, you might be old. So you're not concerned about his age? No, I'm not concerned about his age. I'm not because, you know, he's doing a great job. The bottom line, you know, let's just be honest. Inflation is not. An American thing, and inflation is a, is a global thing. Inflation is hitting the whole world. People act like inflation is just in America. Well, our, our inflation is lower than any other place in the world. So go go rack your mind around that. Once again, you're, you're in the weeds. You're you're in the weeds, Mr. Elias. Most I Americans don't care are not. In the weeds or not. I'm speaking facts. I am speaking okay. facts. Whether it's in the weeds or not, I'm not going to okay. not speak facts. The fact that our inflation is lower than any other place in the world. So if he's the president of the world or the United States, inflation is hitting the whole world. You know why? Because these corporations have gotten greedy. That's why. Let's call it what it is. The corporations have gotten greedy as hell, and they're making all the money that they can make off of us. Okay. And that's what it's about. And, and you can call it what you want to. You can call it. And, and tell me that gas prices are high because I got oil stocks and they are not rising to the to the to the point to where is that uh, I, I should be making I should be making a lot more 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 oil stocks than I'm making. You know why I'm not making that off my oil stocks? Because these clowns are pocketing their money. Call it what it is. Sometimes you gotta you gotta you gotta speak the truth. Say maybe one person hit another person gets spread it on. But the bottom line. But everybody is, don't have oil stocks. I don't care, but that's, I'm still going to speak the truth because people yeah. need to hear the truth. That's what it's about. I, I agree. I agree, but I'm saying everybody don't have all stuff to see what is going on with that. And do you yeah. really think less, do you think less that, I'm not saying people that are in there, the people in the 20s damn sure ain't paying attention, but do you think that the people that are between 35 or 30 and 40, are really, really paying attention to what's going on. I think that the the age that's forty might be paying attention and can see what's going on behind, and they see the mistakes that happened in 2016 with Trump and Hillary and all of that mess. But I think the ones that are younger than that 
all they see right now is that they can't get a house because the interest rates have went up. The car, they can't get a car. They can't even get a used car at a good price right now, and it's going to get worse. Uh, I just think that when I hear them talk, that's what they're talking about, is that they can't get up on their feet. So what, I, I, look so at what, it, I look at it like this. There's a reason why the Republican Party is trying to limit the people that can vote. They they, they play chess, not checkers. See, y'all don't look at it like that. They're limiting these people that can vote. They're trying to stop the younger people that can vote, the college aides. Right now, they're saying at 18, you shouldn't be allowed to vote. They're trying to pass that law at 18. What does it have to do with Biden's age? Vanessa asked me a question, Jay. I was oh, answering okay. her and question. That's what it has to do with. But I'm also, oh. but I'm, are they paying attention to what Biden is doing or not doing? And I was asking him the age bracket. Like, do oh, okay. you think that the people, Jay, that are 25 and 30 years old are paying attention to the fact that what Biden is doing and what the people are behind him are stopping him from doing? And that's well, I've already it. said no. I'm t- I've I'm already said no. I've watched but a lot of interviews with these college age. students and these people that owe their student loans. And they said they want to remember this during, during the voting times. That's what they said. Yeah, but those because are people said, that are engaged like us. Well, it's a lot of them. It is a lot of them. Okay. It is a, uh, a lot of them. If you they say so. He's trying to give them a break. Young the people think he's going old, to remember it. Hell, Jay, young people think I'm old. And you old. So can you imagine hey, what they said about Just life? say you. Just say you. Don't be putting me. Don't be putting you. Okay. Stay in your lane. Call it is. Yeah, don't say me. Old. Just say you. Okay. No, you. Young people think I'm old. So what do you okay, think you about go. Jay? What do you think they think about Biden? That's what I'm saying. Well, listen. I mean, you're preaching to the choir. So here's here's a million dollar question. Who? So so if Democrats are saying that he is too old, and listen, here's the hypocrisy when it comes to Democrats. Because I'm gonna tell you something. Any Democrat, if they're being honest, and they've seen some of the things that Joe Biden has done when speaking publicly, you can't sit here and tell me with a straight face that you're not concerned about his, about his age. I, I mean, because I am. I am. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. I, I'm concerned about his age. And you're right, Vanessa. You know, the early signs of dementia. You know, I mean, there's, it's no secret. You know, the world knows, or people that listen to this show know that my mother has dementia. And, and one of the things that, 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 that really resonates with me, and it really hurts me when I think about it in, details is, in detail is there were signs of this three years before she, would, she was diagnosed. And I remember she was asking me a question one time. Every time I would talk to my mother, she would ask me, you okay? You're I'm like, Mom, I'm fine. You sure you need my son? Mom, I'm great. And every time I would talk to her, she would say that. And to one point, I said, Mom, asking me this. And she, you know, she got upset. I'm like, Mother, but you keep asking me this every time I talk to you. Now, fast forward to today, it hurts me to my core because those were the signs right there. And we didn't know. We had no idea, and this was three oh, years before she was diagnosed. Then my mom so, had dementia. I get it, and that's why I'm telling you. Your it, point. It, it, I'm just. I'm just saying. I agree now. with you. He's showing signs of it now, and so I and other people can see the same signs because 
one out of every five Americans, somebody in their family has had dementia. Not necessarily going into Alzheimer's, because my mom didn't go into Alzheimer's before she passed away, but it's one out of every five, somebody in their family. Long time ago, we used to just say it's, they're getting old because of the age. But now it is what it is. And so we have just, we have just got to face the fact that should Biden win and go back in, great, we got a, a Democrat back in the office, but Lord have mercy. Kamala Harris, that VP, sister VP, Kamala. had better have triple security around her. Triple. Well, this world well, is going to be frantic. Well, listen, her uh, approval ratings are in the toilet, so uh, people are really concerned, and there's a reality that if he does win, a second term. I mean, come on, let's just be honest. We're not going to wish anything bad on him, but good God, he's in his 80s. And so, you know, you have to be concerned about that. All right, we're going to step out take a break. It is four minutes after the top of the hour. It's time for Mariana Music's Corner Part 1, and then we'll continue to march on the way back. 347-850-1272. It is the serious side on a beautiful Sunday. We'll be right back after this. I gotta finish this. Wait, you're gonna post those pictures of Mary? Yep. She thinks she's so hot. But her mom and dad will see them. Her grandmother, her little sister, everyone she knows, it's gonna kill her. Who cares? Just a couple of pictures. It's no big deal. No big deal? Don't. This has gotta stop. Stop cyberbullying. The results could be deadly.
lawmakers voted on a new congressional map on Friday, leaving just one majority black district in the state. This, as you might remember, defied a ruling from the Supreme Court saying this new map would most likely violate the 1965 Voting Rights Act. Kareem Creighton joins me now. He's the Senior Director for Voting and Representation of the Brennan Center. Kareem, can you remind us how we got to this point first? Sure. Um, in 2021, after the Alabama legislature drew a map that had one majority black district, um, they were sued in federal district court, and that district court decision binding a violation was affirmed in the Supreme, Supreme Court of the United States this term. And both of those courts found that the state should have drawn two districts um, that either were majority black or we're very close to it, as the district court said. And so we now have uh, the result of their effort to kind of correct the problem. And this given the population, given the demographics in the area, of course. That's right. About 28% of the state is African-American, and out of seven districts, the court found that given the heavy presence of polarized voting, that it was possible and it would be effective to create a second district. Okay, so with the Supreme Court already having ruled on this, what mechanisms are in place to force the state to redraw the district, the district um, once again? Well, right now we're waiting for the local district court to review the work of the state legislature. And should they find that, as I think is true, the state has failed to comply with the order, even though they created a map, the map isn't good enough, they will then take steps to make sure that the law is complied with. Because remember, African-Americans have now waited in Alabama two extra years under an illegal map to get justice. And so I think the federal court will then take steps, probably in appointing a special master, to do what the legislature apparently wouldn't. Welcome back in. 347-850-1272. It is 12 minutes after the hour. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio at its best. Um, you know, once again, here's just, I talk about this country. I talk about how, you know, people don't really give a damn about the laws. And here's another example of the Supreme Court. Now, think about the makeup of the current Supreme Court. This Supreme Court even saw what Alabama was doing and said, okay, <laughs> you're taking it too far. We just can't let you do this. They were like, ah, we don't care what you say. We're going to do it anyway. And so once again, here's an example of an entity using the laws of this land to accomplish something that they're trying to achieve because they know that what has to happen, they're going to go ahead and move forward with it anyway, which means they're going to get sued, which means, guess what? It's going to be appeals. It's going to be caught up in the courts. So until it gets to the appellate process or whatever the case may be, what they're putting in place will be the law of the land when the 2024 election comes around. So maybe a year from now they may say, well, you know what, you can't do that. Well, guess what? It's too late. The damage has already been done. This, these are the types of things that they do. The Supreme Court, the highest court in the land, saying, hey, Okay, this is just too much. They you can't even sign off on this. Don't listen to them because they are crooked. Oh, they do listen to them when it's in their favor. Yeah, when it's My in their is, favor. 
Yeah, exactly. It's it's like this. You know, we talked about this during the last segment, but we talked about the you know. Well, I'm sorry, the first segment of the show, the Biden impeachment. Now think about when 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 the Democrats were holding all these congressional hearings and sending out all these subpoenas. What did Republicans do? They ignored them. So now all of a sudden they were asked the same questions. Well, you know, what happens if? People don't show up. They'll be in violation of, oh, you mean the same rules that y'all violated, you know, two years ago. The hypocrisy of this. We, we most adults in this country have, country have children. Would you teach your kids to do this? If your kids lied and cheated their way through school, I mean, as an adult, as a parent, would you accept this behavior? You tell your kids on one hand, hey, you do the right thing in school, but then you go to work and lie to your damn teeth. It's crazy. It is crazy. (laughs) So the Supreme Court, which is the highest freaking court in the land, the court that Mitch McConnell and his gang of married men and women stacked and staged because they wouldn't allow a sitting president with over a year left on his term to have a nominee. They wouldn't even talk to the person. But then with less than two months, I think it was less than than a month, but in two months they were able to push through a Supreme Court justice. That court, the same court where one of the justices was accused of sexual assault. But he got in. Where two out of the three new appointees said during their confirmation hearings that Roe v. Wade is the law of the land and we're not going to change it. <laughs> as soon as they got the opportunity, they did it. Of course, they had an assist from, you know, Judge Oreo, but I've digressed. But at the end of the day, <laughs> Here we are. Here we are, Miss Elliot. Here we are. <laughs> Floor is yours. You act like this is a surprise. Because then out of balance. It's not a surprise. Okay, but it's not, it's not a surprise. And twenty in twenty twenty they had a, a brother named Patrick Braxton. And and in New Bern, Alabama. He won the election as a mayor. You know what? He's still waiting to take office because they told him you might have won, but eh, you don't want to as mayor, so we're not going to let you be mayor. This, this is Alabama. This is what Alabama does, man. This, this, they've been doing this for years. It's nothing new. You, if you expect them to, to abide by the laws of the land, huh, good luck with that one. They don't, they don't even care. This, this, this brother won the election and then Alabama as a mayor, and he's black. And he won the election fair and square. Did nobody run against him? He ran on the polls. And he was like, oh, you run? <laughs> no, you didn't. Now we ain't let you, no, we're not even going to let you be mad at a, a little small town. I think it's like 133 people there. But he won the election. So, yeah, he's not even the mayor. They, they refuse to even recognize him as the mayor. And nothing's been done. This, this happened in 2020, and we're in 2023. Here's the way to take Every time he goes to take office, they change the locks on him. So this is Alabama that you're talking about, and the, the Supreme Court. You think they're gonna follow what the Supreme Court says? 
don't give a damn about nobody in Washington, man. This is Alabama. They don't care. They never have cared, and they never will care. That's why I keep telling people, if you don't get out and vote, you don't have no voice, and people don't don't believe it. So I, I know in my little small town of City of Gary, they don't believe in voting. They do not. Out of 80,000 well, people, only 6,000 people voted. So, yeah, but you you is. said it earlier in the show. The reason why people don't vote because they don't trust the system. We've talked about this on the show a thousand times plus one. How the majority this country votes majority central, you know, they're centered more leaning to the left. But yet still you have more Republican freaking governors in the state houses across this country. You know why? Say what's the use? How does President Obama win every major metropolitan city in the state of Texas and still lose the state? When you have the fourth largest city in the nation in Texas, you have Dallas, you have San Antonio, you have Austin. Just make you wonder, doesn't it, Jay? Well, it doesn't make me wonder because you already know. You already know why. That's why you vote in every election. People don't vote in every election, Jake. They don't vote they in don't small vote. town elections. They, they don't. They don't vote in the small town elections. They don't vote until they, they think that, that the presidential election is the only thing that they can vote for. They don't vote in the mayoral elections. They don't vote in the they, they senator's election. They don't vote in the uh, Congress election. They don't vote. Call it well, what let it me is. Ask you you got to call it spade. Hey, okay, spade. we can call it what it is. We're, okay, you're talking about human beings, right? So let me just ask you just the hypothetical question. If every time, every time you walk through a certain door, you get hit upside your head. Every time. Not once, not time. Every time. Do you continue to walk through that door? What I'm going to do, do is you? fight to change the system. You're no, no, but, but see, you're, you're not answering my question. You're talking about no, you, you, you're comparing apples to oranges. You're talking about something that's going to physically hurt me. That's okay, well, all right, fine. Okay, great. Let's vote. change it. Let's, let, let's change it then. Let's not use physical whatever. Let's, not, let, let's, let's use something else. If you continue to do something and you don't get results, are you going to keep doing it? No, but I'm going to I mean, I'm we're talking it. human nature. I'm going to change it to get around it. You can't stop oh, okay. me when I'm a determined brother. I'm determined yeah, right. to do something. So how do you, you get around, you you get around voting, voting Miss Elias, in a gerrymandered district? How do you get around that? How do you how get around, you get around you, it? You, you, yeah. vote, you vote in every election. You're voting. People don't oh, vote in every election. They don't Okay, Miss Elias. Okay. They do not. There's millions of people okay. who don't vote. You know, do you okay. realize that the Jehovah's Witnesses don't vote? I, I get all that. But those See, conditions have been around for a very long time. My, my, my point is, my point is, it's human nature. If you continue, yes, it is. If you continue to do something, listen, and by the way, for all you smart alley people okay. out there, I, I, go ahead, Mr. Elias. We can sing together. We can't talk together. Go ahead. Say what you got to say. What, what, about, what, about, what about if Malcolm X or uh, uh, Martin Luther King has said, you know, racial discrimination is going to keep resisting. We're not going to do anything to fight it. We just, that, it's the way of the world. Hell, you got to fight. That's what you're designed okay. to do is fight. Fight for what you okay. want in life. Let me know you when you're done. Fight. You okay, got to fight. Okay, great. I'm not, Can I, I talk you now? Know, for you to sit there and sit there and say, 
Ah, just let them do it. They're going to keep doing it. People running, no. Well, can I, can I, I, I never can, can I, this for anyone. Just get your ass up and let go. Me know. Get your ass let me know. Let me know when I can. I to, but you keep interrupting me. You keep talking over me. What the hell are you talking I'll, about? I'll hey, be you know, quiet. I'm not done. I'm still talking. I'll let you know when I'm done. My lips are You got to get out and fight. You got to get out and yeah. fight. You got to get out and, you get out and deal with what you got to deal with. People do not vote. That's the, that's, that is the way of the world. People will refuse to vote because, all right, and they say the same old bullshit excuse you give. Ain't nothing going to Oh, why are you going to curse now? Wow, there you go. Damn right, that's, 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 no, that's the biggest bullshit excuse there. Ain't nothing going to oh, change. Oh, you're using it again, too. Well, wow, thank you, Mr. Ed. You're professional. It's never going to change unless you get your ass out and get your ass up. And oh, wow. This, that's what you got to do. Oh, wow. You got to get out and vote. Good God. We're going to be able to go on a cruise with this money. I know. That guy's cutting his show off. Are you done, Mr. Elias? I don't want to interrupt you. You've just been talking for the last five minutes. Yeah, I'm going to do the same thing when you talking. Are you done? Are you done? I'm going to do the same Go ahead. Go ahead. I can talk now. Right yeah, go ahead. Thank you, Vanessa. Did you want to say something? Because he's he's uh you know he's uh he's he's him. So yes. He Anything you want to so say? Long, I don't even know what the conversation was about. I know so he just was go just... on to the next topic. Well, no, no. I, I was. <laughs> I mean, he, he, he. You know, after he cussed me out and called me names, what I was trying to tell this guy was human nature is human nature. We can sit here and say, and look, by the way. Are you oh, done yet? I just started talking. I mean, can I have more than two thirty seconds, if you don't mind? That's exactly what you did me. Exactly what okay, you did sorry. me. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, I'll be quiet then. You go ahead. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Exactly. Okay, children, children. Come on now. Let's get okay, thank it. you very much, Mr. Elias. I appreciate it. Well, well but, but my point, my whole point, Vanessa, was, listen, if all you smart allergy people out there, I'm going to start pulling down comments here during the next commercial break. I did not. I don't agree with – I actually agree with this dude, to be honest with you. You do need to go out and vote. You need to go out and What I'm trying to do is play devil's advocate. What I'm saying is, is that if you get up and go to the polls all the time, if you keep doing all this stuff and you vote, 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 and you see your vote doesn't count, you've been voting for 30 years, and yet and still it has not changed anything. You you gonna get tired? You gonna say you know what? What's the use? What's the purpose? Not me, not me. I, I well, that's you, Miss Kelly. Right everybody doesn't have an ass on their chest like you do. I everybody doesn't vote. have an ass on their chest. Vote. Okay, well, thank you, Miss Kelly. Vanessa, Vanessa, would you? Right no, me. Okay, thank you. Vanessa, would you like to say anything? Yes, Vanessa. Old school, which is so. I don't care what you say, Jay. Example for the young people. We are the example for young people to get out there and go and vote. We are the example, like, let's keep saying every single show get out and vote, get out and vote. You know, so if they don't see us doing it and us fighting, like we saw our parents, my mama went and made me stand and vote in line with her, and I'd be over on the side with a color book. But every time she went to go vote, she made her girls go with her. Now we all go vote, and we have taken our children with us. And, you know, the only thing we can do is just try to pass on what we have seen our parents do. But this new generation, they just don't go vote. They just say, like Les says, it, it ain't doing no good to go vote. Well, hell, if you ain't going out to vote, you ain't helping it to do any good. But, it's, but we have to be the example. We have to keep saying go vote. We have to be the ones to keep going to vote, and our children are watching what we're doing and what we're saying. So that's all I got to say about that. But, you know, the world is what it is. 
Well, and they just, and, and Jay, a, you always, let me tell you what you always say, Jay. The Republicans, yes. mm-hmm. no, the Republicans know they have to cheat in order to win. And that is exactly what they're doing. You know what, that's a drop the mic moment. How about if we just step out right about now? And it's time for part two of Marietta Music's Corner. We'll step out. We'll take a deep breath. We'll woosah. We'll be right back to continue the show. 347-850-1272, minutes after the hour. I really love him, but he gets on my nerves every now and then. We'll be right back after this.
Once upon a time in a place called Mzansi, the people love driving cars everywhere. They use lots and lots of electricity and chop down many trees for firewood. And then a very strange thing happened. The weather began to change. In some places there were droughts where before there was rain. In other places the rivers flooded. The grown-ups realized they were contributing to the strange weather. They discovered if they used clean energy and less electricity, they could save Mzanti for their children. What happened then? How the story unfolds is up to each and every one of us. Switch off, recycle, change. Help save tomorrow, today. Online radio at its best. Welcome back in three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It's the bottom of the hour on a beautiful Sunday. Hopefully you guys are enjoying your Sunday morning. Glad you guys are spending a portion of your Sunday and your day with us. Football season is in full effect. Week two. I am happy as a can't say that, but anyway, it's time to say good morning to my fam. What's going on, Vanessa? How are you doing? Hey, my handsome brothers, how y'all doing, world? It is beautiful in Texas today. It is. I can't wait to get out there, boy, outside to see what's up. Woo! My man, my brother from another mother, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S is in the house. Good morning, sir. How are you? Well, good morning, good morning, good morning to you and mom. Good morning, Nessa. Good morning, Rich Sister. Good morning, Momo B. Can we say hello to anybody in that world famous chatty chat chat room? My our brother Covina man is in there. Most of Hi, spies to my dog. That's my dog right there, man. That's my dog. Sometimes I wish I was the coach of Colorado so that my dogs can come see me. What's up, Covina man? I want to say what's happening to the pastor. What's happening to you? And uh, during breaks, during the break, I did pull down comments, and boy, they came in fast and furious. Now, I can't read all these. I want to say good morning to a couple of people. I want to say what's up to folks in Canada. Got somebody checking in from Canada, Maryland, Dallas, uh, California. Just everyone's tuning in. We appreciate you. We appreciate you. We appreciate you. Three four seven eight five zero one two. Beautiful, hi Canada. Is it really wow? See, I've never been to Canada, uh, but I have a friend. She goes all the time. So yeah. But to me, it's just the suburbs of the United States of America. So whatever, you know, hey, speak English better than we do. Uh, oh, Canada, my! <laughs> how do I? Hey, okay, let's stop being silly. All right, let's uh, let's continue to march. Online radio at its best. 
Good evening. We begin tonight in Texas. Today, the state's attorney general, Ken Paxton, was acquitted of all articles of impeachment, including charges that he was unfit for office and of bribery. Paxton's political survival follows a decade of scandals that had threatened to demolish the Republicans' career. After less than 24 hours of deliberation, Republicans entered the Texas chamber together and then, for the most part, voted together as well. There being 14 eyes, 16 nays. 21 votes were needed on any of the 16 articles of impeachment Ken Paxton faced, but he was acquitted on each count. We should amend the Constitution. Following the proceedings, Texas Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick reinstated Paxton as the Attorney General and criticized the Texas House for voting to impeach him in the first place. Millions of taxpayer dollars have been wasted on this impeachment. Democrats were equally indignant. Republicans sought to save their ass rather than do the right thing here. In May, the GOP-controlled Texas House chamber voted overwhelmingly to impeach Paxton. The 60 Republicans in the Texas House of Representatives and two Republicans in this body saw the truth, just like we all have seen the truth at home. Prosecutors argue that the attorney general had, among other things, used his position to help a prominent real estate developer under federal investigation in exchange for the developer giving Paxton's alleged mistress a job in Austin so the couple could be closer together. Paxton's wife, State Senator Angela Paxton, watched all the proceedings from the chamber but was not allowed to vote on her husband's case. <laughs> oh, God. Ness, I so want you to move to Texas, baby. I really do, but do you see what you're coming to? Good yeah. Lord, have mercy. Okay, so they don't give a damn. They don't. Oh, my God. going to have the wow. Trump. I'm telling you. They going to have the Trump. <laughs> you know he's guilty. But you ain't going to vote yet. You know he's guilty. Oh, my God. You know on the shadow of a doctor, this man is guilty. You know, damn well, he broke laws. He can find all this other stuff. But, hey, he ain't going to be impeached. <laughs> going back to work, dog. My fault. My fault we didn't. We didn't this to you. My fault. <laughs> what you say, going back to work, dog? <laughs> going back to work, dog. And I ain't even playing around with this no more. You know, you cool. You cool. Mm-hmm. We got you. Mm-hmm. Go on, go on, go on. Go back to the house with your mistress and, you know, your wife ain't going to be upset with you because she probably know about it all along. <laughs> You know, when we were young, we used to watch Sesame Street, and they said, today's word, the word for today is, and listen, so today, we're going to do Sesame Street today. Today, the word is corrupt. Have you seen it throughout the course of today's show? The thing we've talked about is about these corrupt bastards that are sitting in executive positions all over this country, and they all have one thing in common. Their party affiliation is GOP. I mean, the grand old party. Oh, my God. This is crazy. You know, the evidence against this guy was overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Overwhelming. You know, one of the things that Jerome always talks about on the show is how O.J. is is innocent. Now, I don't agree with that. I think O.J. did it. But, you know, hey, listen, everybody has their opinion. But in that case, the evidence, in my opinion, was overwhelming to me. But at the end of the day, they let him go. So my whole point of bringing that up is, you know, can you blame African-Americans when people get off, which very rarely happens, right, 
from, you know, being accused of something, when they do this, they is in these white folks. And listen, I know we have white listeners. And let me just say this. You know, anyone who knows any of us, especially Vanessa, knows that none of us have a racist bone in our body. We, I, some of my very best friends, dear friends, are white. But you know what they say, Mr. Elias, when you say that, that means that you're really an undercover racist. Some of my best mm-hmm. friends are black. Well, we're not. This is true. I'm just trying to prove a point. Well, I don't never the say bu- it because y'all know. <laughs> well, of course we my know. You, 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 and, so, you, and, you and your, uh, you and your, your friends. That's my you and your I'm friends. Uh, uh, my listen. Hey, hell is cool. And listen, I don't have anything. Listen, my, 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 the bigger point here is, is the fact that we're not saying these things because we feel a certain way about anybody. One of Mr. LES, as a matter of fact, when I was at home, uh, not the last time, but the time before last, you had one of your, your cats, man, used to work with, uh, stopped by a cool guy, you know, hey, uh-huh. so we have them. We hang out with them. It's not the fact that, you know, we have a certain bias against anyone. I don't. I don't see people in that light, but at the end of the day, you have to look at what's going on here. And the common denominator are their old white Republican men and some women sprinkled in there as well, sprinkled in there as well. So let's just call it what it is. People don't want to face the reality. It's the same thing that we talk about. You know, you brought it up earlier, Ms. Elias, how they're trying to whitewash history that, oh, you know, black people, blacks and their owners got along. They taught them a trade so they can be successful mm-hmm. after Lincoln signed, you know, the Maximation Proclamation. They were on vacation. No, they were on the ship because they were on vacation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. With yeah. They they think they own they they think they own the world. Look 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 what Lauren Borber did this weekend. No, last weekend. Oh, I see. I saw that mess. Well, well tell everybody, Mr. Elliott, you brought it up. To tell well, everybody, you can't put it out there. See Beetlejuice. Now, yep. she's vaping in the in the uh, in the she's Larry. Actually, she's vaping in front of a pregnant woman, and the pregnant woman said, "Hey, can you can you stop vaping? And you know, I'm pregnant." And then Laura Bowman goes to that and, and says some disgusting, and they, they escort her out. And then she gives the middle finger to the people as she's escorting them out. Now, there's another case that shows her and, and her husband getting frisky, or whoever the catch is with getting frisky in the in the, um, in the, in the, in the, in the show. This is just, this is just crazy. And they come, but they think they own the world. They think they own the world. And, and this, is, this is what we're dealing with. Well, of course, this is what we're dealing with, and, and the hypocrisy of it all is ridiculous. This man, you know, it, it's it was proven, Vanessa. This is you know, this is the state in which we live, proven without a shadow of a doubt. Matter of fact, Republicans are the ones who initiated the impeachment. But you know what happened? Guess what? They started they started hearing from the constituents, you know, the mega crowd, and guess what? They got cold feet. Those were Republicans, the one initiated this stuff. That's why it was like, oh, my God, they are impeaching Ken Paxton in, in Texas? Oh, maybe there's some light there. And all of a sudden, like, hey, you know, if you do this, you won't win re-election. Uh-oh, well, let's go ahead and change our minds. And only two Republicans, you know, stood to their convic- convictions, I guess, and voted with the Democrats and say, hey, guess what? This guy is, I mean, what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. I mean, you know, it's like the 
same thing they say about Trump. Oh, my God, they're coming after Trump. Everybody, everybody that testified against him and ratted him out, well, think about it. The reason they knew those, that they, the reason they knew that he still had documents at Mar-a-Lago because somebody, you know, dropped a dime. Think about it. The reason why they knew that he, he is in Trump, tried to blackmail pre, uh, the president of Ukraine was because people in his own administration turned him in. But yet still the Democrats are coming after him. It's a political witch hunt. Okay. You're right. It's a political witch hunt. Vanessa, what do you have to say about and then listen, and then Dan Patrick, the lieutenant governor, and I know people that's not from that don't live in Texas, saying what the hell are they talking about? But then this clown sits at the at the freaking speaker's table. This doesn't make. I'm going to read like you said, Mr. Elias. Hey, dog, go back to work. Go ahead on, man. All forgiven. He's freaking no. Why waste our time, right, Vanessa? What say you? just think they all crooked. I don't really think it matters. If, you know what? Y'all going to hate me for this. I really, at this point, don't think it matters if you go vote or not in Texas, but I am going to go vote because it just doesn't seem like no matter what the hell we do, King King, we cannot get rid of Abbott and his cronies. We just can't. Nope. Nope. You can't. You can't. You can't. And, and you know, and people say, well, hey, listen, Ann, you know, what was her name? Ann Landers, she was a Democrat. Well, you know, was she a Democrat or was she a Dixiecrat? I mean, you know, so it's like, you know, back in the day, you know, the Democratic Party, because you hear some Republicans still use that term. Well, you know, y'all were the ones that, you know, uh, what's the guy, the governor uh, that was uh, in uh, Arkansas? What was that governor's name uh, that, uh, you know, found new religion was – no, no, I'm talking about back in the day. No, no, back in the day during the sixties. What was his name? Was it, what was that guy's name? I can see him, but I can't remember his name. And when he got old, old when he got old, an elderly black woman took care of him in his old, old dying days. When he stood in front of the the school saying that you know black kids are in over oh, their dead uh, Wallace, that guy's name? Wallace. Wallace, and he Wallace. got shot. Yeah, that yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. was a Democrat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So 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 yeah. Don't tell me yo. Well, once it's one time, it was. Yeah, we're really please stop, stop. All right, Vanessa. Um, but at the end of the day, people say, well, how can you live in Texas? And I tell people all the time, we live in a democratic city. So a lot of this stuff, we really, I really don't. I can't speak for you, but a lot of this stuff, we we really don't feel it. To be honest with you, at least I don't and feel it because. True. Because we're in a Democrat, we are in a Democratic stronghold. So, so a lot of the, you know, policies and things of that nature or that mindset, you know, we, we really don't feel it here. And this doesn't feel like a Republican uh, city. Well, we don't it feel, feel like it here say, because we're in the inner city part of Houston, which is one of the biggest ones in Texas. I mean, so you know, we don't, we're not like we're in a little country town and we feel it or whatever, but. Because right here in Houston, if somebody say something or do something to us that's racist, we just cuss them the f out and keep on going, you know. Because my money is as green as your money, so you know that's just how we are here. But the little bitty towns, uh, country towns, or whatever in Texas, I'm sure don't people feel it. But no, Jenny, you are absolutely right. We don't really feel it here in the Houston suburb like we don't feel it. And people just well, but it's you know, like even to... no. Go ahead, go finish. Ahead. No, I no, thought I'm you just saying people think that we're in a little bit of country town or something and that we feel 
already said, we discussed it, we talked about it, but we don't really feel it. And it's not that we rich or whatever, but we are considered as middle class in Texas because Texas has one of the cheapest places to live in the country. And that is the reason why California yeah. runs to Texas. I've been hearing that for the last four days. Oh, my cousin is moving to Texas, and they're off in California. Yeah, a lot of people come down here. Uh, you know, but it's like even when I was, you know, until I really understood what politics was about, I thought Gary and the, I didn't know anything about Gary Indiana. Gary Indiana felt Democratic to me, you know, because he had a Democratic mayor, and, and uh, I didn't realize that the state was red until I became an adult and started, you know, like, oh, wow, really? We're a Republican state? I knew that there were parts of Indiana where the Ku Klux Klan was you didn't want to go. But, I, you know, I didn't think anything of it as far as it being a Republican state. It was quite shocked, to be honest with you, when I found out that it was. Because the only thing I ever knew in Indiana was Gary. And Gary, Mr. Elias can attest to this, it ain't nothing freaking Republican about Gary, that's for sure. And because Gary's not a Republican stronghold, that's the reason why, you know, a lot of times some of the funding and stuff. Let me ask you something. So the mayor in Indianapolis, is that a Republican, Mr. Elias? Or do you know? Yes, yes, he is. He's a Republican. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All right. I didn't know. Okay. Well, was was there ever a Democratic uh, mayor in Indianapolis? At one point in time, yeah, like in the uh, late eighties. At one point okay. in time. See, yeah. and that's that's when that's when I was there. So so once again, all that stuff was you know we really didn't see any of that stuff. But uh, like you said, man, it's just a, it's just a bad situation. This is a corrupt. Uh, the, the way our country's going, we should be ashamed, and, and we're supposed to be setting the example for the world. And this is what we get. This is just nonsense. It's crazy, 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 crazy. All right, we're gonna step out. Taking NPR news. One last update before we close the show out, and we'll be back with our final thoughts. Don't go anywhere. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. We got about twelve minutes left. Hang out with us. You've been here this long. You might as well stay for the entire ride. We'll be right back after. A missing early painting by Vincent van Gogh has been recovered in Amsterdam more than three years after it was stolen from a Dutch museum. As NPR's Netta Ullaby reports, the painting was returned anonymously in a bag from Ikea. It's back. That's Dutch private detective Arthur Brand. On Instagram, he triumphantly showed off the pale green and tawny image of a church garden in the spring, painted by van Gogh in 1884. The picture was stolen during the pandemic, and a thief was arrested in 2021, but the painting's whereabouts remained a mystery. It was too well-known to sell. Brand said he was contacted by a tipster who returned the piece anonymously in exchange for immunity. And he said in the video he planned to give it back to the museum at once. And afterwards, I'm going to have a drink with all the police officers who were involved in recovering this beautiful piece by Vincent van Gogh. Neto Ulibin, NPR News. An investigation is underway in Brazil after a small passenger plane crashed in the Amazon rainforest yesterday. Officials say all 14 people on board were killed. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un has aborted his armored train and is on his way home after a six-day trip to Russia. During his visit, he met with Russian President Vladimir Putin and toured key military and technology sites. U.S. and South Korean officials have expressed concern 
that North Korea could provide munitions for Russia's war in Ukraine in exchange for sophisticated Russian weapons technology. I'm Nora Rahm, NPR News in Washington. Hey, it's Aisha Harris from Pop Culture Happy Hour. If you love NPR podcasts, you'll want the new NPR Plus podcast bundle. Enjoy an all-you-can-eat selection of NPR Plus podcasts with sponsor-free listening and bonus episodes. Plus, you'll be supporting public radio. Check it out at plus.npr.org. Listen to this podcast sponsor-free on Amazon Music with a Prime membership or any podcast app by subscribing to NPR News Now Plus at plus.npr.org. That's plus.npr.org. All right, folks, it is time for our final thoughts. Pastor Steve, state your case where we read final thoughts from our world-famous chat room and from social media sites that we monitor throughout the course of the show. Mr. Elias, man, you have anything for the chat room, sir? Mr. Elias is uh, not here right now. I don't know where he is, but I have plenty to read, so let me get here and pull some of this stuff up. Convener, man, hopefully... Mr. Elias gets back in time because I know you usually throw some things in there. Uh, so hopefully we'll get those on there for you. All right, let me read some comments that I pulled down, which are just, you know, people are people are people are people. All right, here we go. Uh, let's see here. From the pastor, Steve, he says, uh, peace and blessings, fam. It is always good to hear my favorite podcast live. That term podcast, but whatever. Uh, excellent points, as always. We have to continue to pray for this nation. I agree, Pastor. Linda from Houston, Texas. Judge Oreo. Jay, you are a mess, LOL. Yep, that's what I called him. He is Judge Oreo. Benita from Dallas, Texas. Oh, my God. Boys, boys, boys behave. LOL. Okay. Oh, yeah, well, that guy gets on my nerves. All right, Terrence from Miami, Florida. It's about time. Listen, it's about time. Let's get ready to rumble. Okay, see this. Okay, stop it. Everybody's talking. Me and Mr. Elias, we love each other. All right, listen. Cindy from Ontario, Canada uh, says, We are living in dangerous times, and like it or not, the USA sets the tone for the world. Y'all get y'all S together. Ouch. Let me read uh, two more. Uh, Becky from Baltimore, Maryland. Nothing about Russia and North Korea meeting. You know what? We didn't talk about that. That did happen this past week. Uh, the leaders of Russia and the leaders, the leader of North Korea, they met because Russia's getting their tail kicked in this war. Russia is supposed to be a superpower, but yet they're letting a small country like Ukraine give them the business and then some. So now, you know, Putin, who's this big, powerful guy that rides on horses with no shirts on, now he's begging people like Kim Jong-un to give him weapons and stuff. It's pathetic. And I can't wait until the Russian people get rid of that clown. All right, and let's read one more. Summer from Austin, Texas. Who made the second song that was played earlier? Uh, Mr. Elias has that information. And if he comes back on before the show uh, lets out, then maybe he can tell you who it was. That's enough. We have to be able to say our goodbyes to the peace. Folks, you know what time it is if you've been listening to this damn broadcast. Online radio at its best. Folks, it's been a hell of a show. Uh, great content as usual, but uh, it's time for our final thoughts. Ladies, the first, Miss Vanessa May Belly from the McAnally. Final thoughts. 
You know, all I can say is a lot of testing stuff going on in between the two trips that God is good. Out of all the three different tests, I was having only one of them I'm going to have to deal with, and that is a full hip surgery pair. Surgery, but I am saying that right now because I'm not going to deal with it until after the holidays. That because I won't be able to cruise and do anything for about two or three months. So keep me in your prayers, um, and I'm going to keep this country and my family and my friends and my booze for me, show in my prayers. So, um, but I tell you this last two weeks is just been a godsend whirlwind dealing with people from all over the world on the ship. And uh, I just love it. That's just a part of my life that I just love. I can get away from the politics. I can get away from all the family drama that goes on that I try to ignore. I can just get away and not make up my bed and not have to cook. And Jay Ryle understands my love right about now. So uh, Jay understands why I like Jesus because now he gets it. So y'all have a wonderful week. Stay blessed and continue to pray for this. Make sure you get out and vote for every election. Absolutely. I agree. Make sure you get out and vote. The man who gets the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Let's see if he's back. Mr. L S, man, final thoughts? Look, my final thoughts are this, man. I'm praying for you, Vanessa, because you're my you're my sister. And, and I love you, and there's nothing you can do about that. And look, folks, Vanessa's right. She said it so eloquently. Get out and vote in every election. Stop with the excuses. Stop playing games, talking about, and my vote ain't going to matter. Well, if your vote didn't matter, here's one important thing you got to realize. If your vote did not matter, why are they gerrymandering districts? Why are they trying to stop you from voting? Why won't they pass the voting rights act? If your vote does not count, these are things you need to ask yourself. So, Look, folks, get out and vote. If you don't vote, you don't have a voice. Well said. Uh, folks, my final thoughts are going to be quick, simple, and easy. Uh, I just once again want us to take an opportunity to, once again, spend some time and, and reflect on the four little girls who were, who, who were killed, you know, 60 years ago from this past Friday. Uh, you know, once again, this country is not the greatest. It's not in a great place, but it's not in a place where it was back in the 60s. And for all the people who died for our right to vote, for all the people who died during the civil rights struggle, you know, for all the families who are still, uh, in my opinion, still feeling the wrath of that. Some of the people, some of the country, I mean, some of the uh, families who are suffering from the fact that they have property stolen from them uh, back in the day and nothing ever happened from it. You know, kudos to the story we did, uh, I want to say about a year and a half ago, where California finally gave this black family back a beach that was taken from them. And so they were reaping the benefits from that. Little stories yeah. like that make you feel good, but at the same time, we know it's a big struggle. You know, God bless all the black farmers who are still dealing with the insensitives, the insensitives and, and, the, and the unequal treatment that they receive versus their white counterparts. Once again, everything is not as bad as it was, but like you said, Vanessa, it's not the fact that we live in those times. They're just trying to take us back to those times. So uh, God bless everybody. Have a wonderful weekend. And Mr. L to the E, if it's Sunday, and we're talking serious stuff, what time is it, my friend? It's time for the serious side of the Jay Brown Show.
Folks, it's been a pleasure to serve you. So for Vanessa, for Mr. Elias, I'm Jay Rouse saying have a wonderful work we can remember if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff. It is the serious side of the Jay Rouse Show. Be blessed, everyone. Get out to vote. We'll see you next week.